Two hundred years ago, atheists were as rare as albinos. A hundred years ago, they were still rare, though in Britain they included men of such intellectual distinction as Jeremy Bentham, the greatest jurist of his time, Grote, one of the leading historians, and Lord Palmerston. At that time, however, theists were still so united in their faith in the design argument, and men of distinction were so overwhelmingly believers in God, that, especially as the men I have just named, concealed their opinions, or published them in a false name, it was plausible to jeer at atheism. Today, when at least four-fifths of the world's leading intellectual workers, philosophers, scientists, and historians, are atheists in the authoritative meaning of the word, when the majority of all people of college education are atheists, when it is only the uneducated or imperfectly educated class that you get, possibly, a majority of believers, any expression of doubt as to which position is logical, the theist or the atheist, is either folly or prejudice. That Mr. Upton Sinclair should choose just this hour of the world to repeat the jibe at atheism is one of the eccentric happenings of our abnormal time. It has now become common enough for theistic writers that what the dictionaries call the negative atheist is quite logical. He may be described as melancholy, dangerous, selfish, or what you like, but his fault is that he exaggerates the importance of logic. The same writers, however, continue to repeat the parrot cry that what the dictionaries call the positive atheist, the man who denies the existence of God, is quite illogical. We will devote the remainder of this essay to proving that he is, on the contrary, quite logical, and its critics are as superficial as usual. Their basic principle, that you cannot prove a negative, is false. If the wife awakens you in the middle of the night with the alarm that there is a burglar downstairs, you can easily prove a negative, that there is not a burglar. We do not remain agnostic as to whether or no there was once a universal deluge. We prove that there was not. The astronomer can prove that there is no solid firmament, no unknown planet between, say, Mercury and Neptune, not menace in a comet's tail. We have proved the negative in regard to hundreds of old beliefs, and it is a point for serious consideration whether we cannot do so in regard to the existence of God. Two Millennia of Futile Search The whole fallacy of this charge of irrationality against the positive atheist lies in the ambiguity of the word proof, and it is that ambiguity alone which restrains many of us from saying that we are positive atheists. The point may be well illustrated by a distinction which theistic writers themselves now often use. They say that they can prove, but not demonstrate, the existence of God. In other words, they recognize very different degrees in the value of proof. They say that they can, for instance, offer you a very reasonable ground for accepting the existence of God, although it is not a rigorous proof, like the proof that the sun is 93 million miles away. They have, of course, not even reasonable grounds of this sort today, but it is enough here to note that statements may be made, or accepted on reasonable grounds, without incurring any charge of illogicality. And the grounds on which a man says that there is no God are immeasurably more respectable intellectually 
than any grounds on which we are asked today to believe that there is a God. I have not, in any previous work, done more than refer briefly to this aspect of the subject, and will here give two chapters to it. Let me first meet a possible misunderstanding. I have said that the positive atheist is comparatively rare, and that may seem strange if the grounds of the positive atheistic attitude are quite so reasonable. But we have seen also that the attitude of atheists generally is not that they keep an open mind as to whether there is or is not a God, and simply say that the evidence they have seen is not valid. On the ground of an exceptionally wide experience, I say that quite generally, the atheist is convinced that there is no God, but he does not go beyond examining the theistic evidence that is put before him and rejecting it. 